Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. Okay, let's uh, start with the uh, top stories. And uh, DMAC just dropped a column. Did he now? He's a columnist, too. Yeah. We're not bloggers. He writes that uh, last night's shootout loss to Tampa Mm. shows what the Avalanche are missing. Before I tell you what he thinks it is, do you have a theory? Um, what they are missing depth. Okay, but even with the lack of depth, they were right there last week, midway through the hockey game. Sure, against Tampa. Uh-huh. It was a one nothing game, but they were out chancing Tampa to that point. They okay. couldn't. They couldn't keep stay in the game the rest of the way. Couldn't capitalize on their chances. Yesterday, they had a 2 nothing lead midway through the hockey game. D-Max says they just lack the killer instinct. They've lost the killer instinct. They're losing games that they would have won a year ago. So, wait, the killer instinct just left? Like, they just all of a sudden, yeah. like, you've lost that loving feeling? It's like hauling oats? Well, you've lost that killer instinct. He makes he make, The point that he makes is that it's not like they're not trying. Of course they're trying, hmm. but you would acknowledge as somebody that all you did was win Super Bowls, that of course everybody was always trying, but the special teams have that knack for once they get a team down to put them away. That there's a certain focosity that they have to put a team away. And the Avalanche had that. How many times this year have we said that's a game they would have won last year? Okay, let me ask you this. And they have it this year. So what's is it? Is it all injuries? Is it just you? You like mentally? You you've gotten weak and you've lost your killer instinct, or have you lost players that in critical moments could put the puck in the net, like Cadre, like Lanniscock, like some of your injured players? Okay, but you are good enough to get to the point where you let up or let the other team back in. You've been good enough to get to that point, so why aren't you good enough to finish? And there isn't there isn't there something about playing in critical moments? The Patrick Mahomes of the world, they play their best. Hey, fourth quarter. Let's hang 17 on their butts. Should have been 21. You know what? Same thing happened in the Super Bowl they played in, they won against San Francisco. They were down 20 to 10. All of a sudden, it's a it's a 31-10 blowout with six minutes left in the fourth quarter. There are some guys that just have the ability to shine in the most critical moments. Well, then tell me, killer instinct. Well, okay, then tell me what these people have in common, please. Right, go ahead. Tell me what Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen, Valerian Nachuskin, Arturi Lekkinen, J.T. Comfer, 
Andrew Cogliano, Alex Newhook, Logan O'Connor, Bo Byram, mm-hmm. Sammy Gerard, Devontae's. What do they all have in common? Well, they won a Stanley Cup last year. They were year. on last year's team, and they all but, played last night. They were all out there on the ice last night. So I, I get what you're saying, right. the injuries, but there's. I just gave you Gerard a long... did not play in the playoffs. Okay, fine, but you get what I'm saying. I gave you a long list right. of players that, right, were, that were showing that killer instinct a year ago. Mm-hmm. It's not like the cupboard's bare. It's not as full as it was, but it's not like it's bare. May I ask you this? How many of those guys scored critical goals in critical moments? Last year? Besides besides the stars that are scoring their goals right now. How many of those second line guys are the ones that every guy I mentioned had a moment or two in the in the playoff run last year? Every guy. Every guy. Are you sure? Well, maybe a guy like New Hook, not not so much. But but you okay. come on again. The cupboard. There's I, plenty of guys I, there with proven resumes, mm-hmm. and I let them off the hook. Oh, yeah, something's I, I, missing. It's, that, that's the yeah. point. Something's missing that I, I I don't think that you can just put it all on injuries. Okay, I I get that. I just am saying that to say you've lacked a killer instinct is a like a a generalization. But is it when you consider how difficult it is to repeat in all sports? Is it a generalization or is it real? I think, oh, what would you say the biggest reason is that a team doesn't repeat? Um, I think you miss, anytime you win, people covet some of your players. So some of your players that are key chemistry guys leave. I think that's part of it. I think part of it is that you're not quite, you're you're banged up, you play for a longer period of time, you have some injuries that nag, that you don't either get fixed or that don't quite heal the way you thought they were going to heal, that slow you down a little bit. I, I think there's a lot, I think some guys are satisfied. Some guys get a little bit sated by the success, by, you know, doing the, talk show circuit and the you know their country of origin you know I mean how many NNNs went on TV shows in the <laughs> NNN country like they were all over the place I'm sure uh-huh. whatever the equivalent is of uh, you know of the Tonight Show with Jimmy Kimmel they were on it spewing out NNNs all over the place I'm just saying but there is, there. I mean, psychological. I'll give DMAC credit. There is some. There's probably some of that sated by your success that that takes away a little bit of your focus. And that's natural. Yeah, it's and I'm human, not going to hammer. Human, and I'm not going to no. hammer them on that. Not, but I, but I, I do think it, it's fair to talk about because to say that it's all on the injuries. Yeah, I, I think is an excuse because yeah. I just gave you a whole laundry list of players. That have yeah. Stanley Cup pelts on the wall, and they couldn't. Yeah. You gave us a litany. A litany. Jake Shapiro at denversports.com writing how the Nuggets are angry and bitter about NBA All-Star Game slights. So it's one thing to only have one player 
Mm-hmm. In the All-Star game, Nikola Jokic, no Aaron Gordon, uh, no Jamal Murray, although he's he's banged up right now, although he was playing really well uh, just a, a week and a half ago, but only one All-Star when there are other teams that have more than one mm-hmm. below the Nuggets in the standings. And then you also have All-Star Saturday night where there are no Nuggets in the Skills Challenge, three-point contest, and slam dunk showdown. Now, I get why Aaron Gordon doesn't want to be in the slam dunk. He put up unbelievable scores what was in 2020 should have won and didn't so i can see why and he said that night he's like i'm never doing the slam dunk contest again okay fine but contavious caldwell pope actually took to twitter yesterday saying hey uh, i guess 45 percent from beyond the arc isn't enough third best three-point shooter in in the nba yeah inconceivable how about michael porter how about mpj I mean, one thing this guy can do is rain down threes, and the sight of having a, a six foot eleven guy out there knocking down threes, I think it would be pretty cool. I think it'd be great. Again, I mean, there is some um, nugget bias, right? There's no other way to. What put do you mean, that. nugget bias? Well, like it's the Nuggets, and you know, and we'd rather have teams that are representing. You know, bigger markets and that have a little bit more, you know, juice notoriety when it comes to, you know, the NBA image. And we'd like to have Dallas markets and we'd like to have, you know, Chicago markets and New York and L.A. markets represented. Don't you think? Do you think it's a bias against the Nuggets? See, to me, to have a bias, you got to really kind of summon up some energy to have a particular bias. Mm -hmm. I think it's just more... Irrelevance. They just don't register. Well, yeah. I mean, so it's, it's you more would of, rather you would rather have they're a just team. ignored. Yeah. Okay. Not so a bias. You, they're just ignored. Well, you're you're biased for other teams. Okay, that's fair. So you know you're biased for the bigger market teams that resonate with NBA fans more than do the Nuggets. But see, I think all this is a good thing because who cares about? The All-Star Game. Who cares about the three-point contest? No, the All-Star Game is garbage. So, but what you get out of all this now is you've got you got a Nuggets team that can legitimately play the we don't get no respect card. Yes, that's true. So when Travis Kelsey's up there after the Super mm-hmm. Bowl saying nobody believed in us, come on. Yeah. Travis, stop. Yes. Okay? Stop it. But... The, the Nuggets legitimately can say this. Right. And if you think that there's some value to legitimately feeling like you are being disrespected and you can use that as fuel. Right. See what I did? Yeah. Tackling fuel. You do it better. Yeah. Then this is a good thing. I love it. Keep ignoring them. Keep disrespecting them. Sure. Keep sliding them. And then... In mid-June, when they're standing up there accepting the uh, NBA Finals trophy, then the Nuggets can get up there and have the last word, and it'll be so sweet. Michael Malone, oh, you know Malone will be great in that environment. He's just he'll just kind of point out, he'll just kind of you know take the finger and almost kind of just like do the whole all of you. You didn't pay attention to us. Right. You didn't like us. You got to promote us. Right. You got to. Yeah, what are you going to do about yeah. it? Yeah. Take the L, everybody. You got to have Michael Malone do it because you know the Joker is not going to say anything. No, he won't. But Malone would. Yeah, Murray would. would. You know what the Joker would say? 
Ah, j'ai de ces vosimo. Let's ride. We've been told that's Serbian for let's ride. But you do it better. No, it could be a, it, we could be saying something absolutely filthy. <laughs> we could be. Yeah, we don't have any clue. There are some folks from Serbia driving along right now going, I can't believe you said that. All right. How'd you guys get away with that? Mm-hmm. You guys would be canceled on Serbian radio. <laughs> You're like that guy in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get back to uh well, yeah, by the way we can circle back to uh these these topics these, this conversation if you get some thoughts on it hit us up on the ramoslaw.com text line 303-713-1043 uh, it is a tell me why i'm wrong uh wednesday so maybe you want to use that as fuel uh the coach who got the most out of russell wilson is leaving the broncos as written by will peterson justin outen is on the move as he's going to tennessee Really? He's going to be the Titans running back, running game coordinator. Running back, running game coordinator. Okay. So that's uh, that, that's a creative way to uh, define the Justin Outen impact. He got the most out of Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Out of anybody, he got the most. Is that a fair characterization? He got the most out of Russell Wilson? Yeah, I mean, I think he did. I don't think there's any question. I mean, it was two weeks, but it was obviously the best Russell Wilson looked over two week period. So he goes out to be running backs, running game coordinator. Yes, and he gets to work with Derrick Henry. Well, it'd be pretty easy to coordinate. Yes, Derrick Henry. Hey, listen, right? my uh, advice is uh, my game plan is give it to King Henry. Thanks, Coach. Yep, you're welcome. They used to say that about. I don't even know if this is true, but just Emmett Smith. They just be like twenty two right, twenty two left, go. <laughs> He's a hung young individual. Yeah. Just let him go and just tear things up. Derek Henry, can you imagine? We'll miss Outen. He was a good quote. Yeah, well, he was a good quote. <laughs> yeah, they fired their offensive coordinator in uh, Tennessee, Todd Wash. I think it's Todd Wash. Was it Todd Wash? Shoot, no, no, no. no. It Todd was Wash. it Downing? Downing? Todd Downing? Was it Todd Downing? I don't know. I don't profess to follow the Titans closely. Yeah, I think it was Todd Downing. I think you're right. But I, I hope that will. I don't think he is, but kind of a crafty little clickbait headline there. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to miss Justin Outen. I don't think just losing Justin Outen is going to cripple their chances of... Uh, Fixing Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I, I think I would much rather have uh, just, uh, Russell Wilson in the hands of Sean Payton than Justin Out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll miss you, Justin. Yeah, you made a uh, hardly knew you. Hardly knew you, but you made your your impact on on Broncos country. You will go down in in lore. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he's a Syracuse guy, so yeah. I got a Syracuse guy. I got a toss that out. Sean Payton already has plans that differ. From Nathaniel Hackett. <laughs> Boy, I hope so. <laughs> As written by James Merrillat. But the big thing that uh, that came out of this, this was, I think, music to all the former players on our station who were so fired up throughout training camp that the, the practices were too soft and the jog-throughs and all that kind of stuff. Here's what uh, Sean Payton said last week on Radio Row. Quote, I don't believe in sitting all of our players during three preseason games 
We're going to play them. And then he went on to say, this whole idea that they're going to be healthier, we haven't seen the data that tells us that. So we're going to play in preseason games. Hallelujah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Nothing like putting this in a new, new age BS. Put in a new system, new players, guys who, you know, guys who haven't produced. I mean, produced nothing to this point. So we're gonna sit those guys. That 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 never that that part doesn't make sense. Well, and it should be no no surprise that this is the way he feels because he is a Bill Parcells disciple. Mm. And I remember I, I covered Parcells for two years in when he was in New England right. way back in the day. And he always used to talk about how, and I'll never forget this line, he, he, he used it then, and he used it uh, throughout his coaching career. The only way you get better at football right. is to play football. Yeah. The only way you get better at football is to practice football. That's and you know what? Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, that, it, it's the, the same thing is. The only way you get good or the only way you get in shape to play football is by playing football. You don't get in football shape by, you know, running track drills. I mean, it's just, it is just the way it is. So that's what's going on at uh, denversports.com, the denversports.com front page. You've got some uh, comments on that. Uh, hit us up on the ramoslaw.com text line 303 and let's see, let's see, let's get to uh, some uh, more tell me why I'm wrongs. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. Okay, right. the Broncos have only now hit rock bottom. The actual quarter century drought begins in 2023 and only diehards will continue to stay with this team. Tell me why I'm wrong. Whew. So we, we, we've only now hit rock bottom? Right, I don't, and it's it's only going to continue to be worse, or not worse, but just kind of the, the 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 comeback is going to take a long time. So that what six seven years is going to stretch out to ten, twelve, fifteen. Yeah, I don't understand that. How, how is now? Well, now we've hit rock bottom, but if you get if one, you've got a legit head coach, guy that's done it, guy that's been there, done that, right? So, I mean, that part is, you know how important that is. And then you, you've got that done. And now if he can get even above mediocre play, he doesn't have to be great, but just above mediocre play with your quarterback, like you've already solved two issues. Now I know your the rest of your division is, you know, theoretically strong. The Raiders still stink, but, but just that, that, in and of itself, produces an opportunity for you to be decent. We have been on rock bottom, but don't you feel like we've rebounded a little bit based on the coach that we just hired? We're coming off rock bottom? We're not going to sit around rock bottom forever, are we? No, No. but what are the Broncos right now? Are they a a, a team that's close? Are they a team in transition, meaning... They've got some good pieces and they're not far away. Or are they a team? Are, are, are they a team that's rebuilding? What are they? Well, I think they've got good pieces, but at the same time, they're kind of rebuilding, right? And that, I mean, you've got some decent pieces, 
but you know you've got to rebuild your offensive line. I mean, when when you've got to rebuild, let's face it, you, you've got questions that are you going to re-sign your left guard? Is your center coming off an injury? Is he what you want to go with going forward? Is your right guard a Division three guy? Is he going to be the, the player you hope he can be? you got to get a right tackle. So you're rebuilding, essentially, an offensive line. Your quarterback has got to be fixed, although he's been a nine-time Pro Bowler. So you've got that. Wide receiving core, what we thought was a strength. One guy, K.J. Hamler, track star, could never be healthy. Cortland Sutton doesn't look like he's got the juice he had before he tore his ACL. And Jerry Judy looks like he could be a star given the right opportunity. All right, well, here's where I'm going to argue with you. Because if you're a rebuilding team, it means you don't have any kind of an answer at quarterback. If you're somebody that thinks that Russell Wilson, and you've said this many times, Mm -hmm. you're on record as saying you think Russell Wilson is not done at all. Right. So if he can still be fixed and still be a top 15 quarterback, do you think he can be a top 15 quarterback in the NFL? Um, Sure, yeah. Okay, right there, he's above average then. Yeah. So if he can still be an above average quarterback in today's NFL with Sean Payton, then you're you're instantly not a rebuilding team. Correct. Um, so it comes down to how you feel well, about Russell Wilson and what Sean Payton can do for Russ. Yeah, but that's, I mean, it's tricky because you still have to rebuild a majority. Of, here, here's here's why, why it's a little bit more tricky here than it would be if you were in, say, the AFC South. Because you've got, even if you get Russ to a top 15 quarterback, you know what is ahead of him? Mahomes and Herbert. And if Aaron Rodgers comes to this, you got three quarterbacks ahead of him. Mm-hmm. But the point the point is this, and I had said this on Fox Television a bunch last week, is the formula to beat Kansas City... There's a formula. Now, even when you operate within that context of that formula, you still lose probably more than you win because their quarterback's that good. That formula is have a better roster than them, beat them up physically, win the time of possession, and hope to have the, the ball last before Patrick Mahomes gets it. And that's your formula. Now, Kansas City still wins look at the Super Bowl, more often than not. But if you can possess the ball for 35 to 40 minutes, you've got a chance. You dominate that part of the game. You have a chance to win. And at halftime, it was about 20 minutes to 10 in favor of the Philadelphia Eagles, and they had, what, a 10-point lead. And yet you still couldn't find a way to get off the field. They got four possessions. Think about that, Mike. Four possessions in the second half, and you probably had three or four in the first half. So a game in which you normally get 12 possessions, you got eight. In eight possessions, Kansas City still found a way to score 38 points, one on a defensive touchdown. Dude, that's insane. Tell me why I'm wrong here going to break. Okay. Mark, that Python would not be able to take down Evans. No way he'd be even able to wrap itself around that big head, plus he'd choke on that melon of his. Tell me why I'm wrong. 
That, that's that, good. Ooh, that good question. That python, that python was thick. Mm-hmm. And Mike is certainly thick. Mm-hmm. Mm. Then mm-hmm. mom jeans look good. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the head part. Mm-hmm. Struggling. Yeah, he would be like, oh, <laughs> trying to get, oh, <laughs> That snake. <laughs> he might just decide it's not worth it. Yeah. He may just end up uncoiling yeah. and go. Nope. Not today. Yeah. He'd just be Can't like, go. Be free, my little pig. A lot of times, W. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight might happen. happen. <laughs> okay, we'll give you three. All right. Yay. <laughs> Texture, you're not wrong. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Good stuff. Keep them coming. Rumblesod.com text line. Tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, that's good to know. It's good to know this. <laughs> I could go in the Amazon tomorrow and things would be like, steer clear of that guy. Yeah. That dude. Nope. Can't swallow that. <laughs> Chad Brown might take me along with him as yeah. insurance. Next time he uh, heads out into, uh, into, the, uh, into the jungle. Coming up, uh, more tell me why I'm wrong. And I got, I got to tell me why I'm wrong that just piggybacks on that uh, the whole quarterback discussion. All right. All right, we'll do that coming up next. When the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. You're going to need a bigger boat. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Funny, sister, you're so... You're so... Big. Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big mistake. Big. Huge. Have some fun with the uh, Tell Me Why I'm Wrong uh, Wednesday. Here's one for you, Mark. Okay. Mark, if these reports about the Broncos trading Garrett Bowles are true, they need to jump on that right away. Tell me why I'm wrong. So before you answer that question, before you answer that question, I don't understand. Okay, so here's here's what was circulating around yesterday. Uh, A couple of uh, unconfirmed reports that did later on in the night get uh, shot down by the, the Broncos, that the Broncos are looking to trade mm-hmm. because they have so few draft picks that they're looking to trade one of their few proven players uh-huh. that might have some market value for draft picks. Right. And the name that was being bandied about the most yesterday was Garrett Bowles. And so the texter's saying, hey, you got a chance to trade Garrett Bowles for picks? Do it post-haste. Mm-hmm. Tell me why I'm wrong. Um, well, you've got to rebuild your entire offensive line. I mean, are you going to pick, let me ask you this, you're going to keep, uh, you're going to keep the 10-time Pro Bowler? Future 10-time Pro Bowler. Oh, yeah, future 10-time Pro Bowler? The streak's about to start any year now. Any year now. Dalton Reisner. Dalton Reisner. You can keep him. He's a free agent. Injured. Missed the last part of the season. Played with, a, I think, an elbow injury. Uh, is, is Kush your guy? Is Cush the long-term answer at center here? Is Miners the long-term answer at guard? The belly. Who's your right tackle? To be determined. So you're going to take you're going to take arguably your best offensive lineman, the guy who has been, you know, the most reliable. Now he broke his leg last year. I understand that, but coming off that broken leg, 
You're going to take the guy who's been the most reliable and arguably your best offensive lineman on an offensive line that completely needs to be rebuilt, and you're just going to ship him out? For what? A 30th overall pick? So you're going to take you're going to take that guy, get rid of him, and say, "Oh, we got a thirty in return," and go go draft the left tackle that's not as good. I wouldn't do it. I, right. The Broncos have so few good players. The last thing they should be doing is giving up good players right. now, for the unknown that is draft picks. Now here's here's the thing: if you feel like you've seen his best football. He came in as a much older player. We know that, you know, he, he struggled early. And then the COVID year, he had a great season. And, you know, the, the year following, he backed it up with another good season, a really good season. But if you think, hey, man, he's older, he's coming off an injury, um, his best football were, were his best football, the best football he'll ever play was a couple of years ago. And we can get maybe a first and a third, you know, maybe 17th overall and the third rounder or something like that, and we can dump that salary and and be a lot more cost-effective then, all right, I, I mean, I can understand sure. the argument. Sure, but but, it, but you can't, this, this is more along the idea that, boy, this is a good player. This guy be a good player for us. Mm-hmm. Continue to be a good player for us, but, boy, he's got value and we need draft picks. Right. Those are the deals I don't want to see him make. Right. If they've prepared, if they've looked at a guy, they've done. If Peyton's done his assessment of a guy, and it's like, eh, you know, it's like the old Bill Belichick line: get out a year earlier with a guy than a year later. And even if he goes on to play really well for a year for somebody else, but then that huge decline hits, better to be out in front of it and get something for him. Fine, do that. Right. But how do you like George Peyton? We know loves draft picks. Mm-hmm. The scout in him. He'll always be a scout. He'll always have a scout's heart. He probably loves the idea of getting more draft picks. What do you think Peyton is? You watch, you watch those Saints teams over the years. Does he strike you as somebody who wants to hoard and accumulate draft picks, or is he more of a F those picks type of guy? I think I think Sean understands the value of picks. Like He will go get a player that he really likes. Like, I've talked to him about that 2017 draft. And, by the way, like, I know that the Saints and Mickey Loomis were didn't like Bowles at all. Bowles was in the same draft as Ramchek, who they took at 32. Ramchek has become a multiple all-pro player. He's been a really good player for them with the Saints. And I know that, that they didn't like Bowles. They liked Ramchek much better than they liked Bowles. And I think that was the same. I'm... I'm uh, almost 100% positive that was the same draft. 2017. 2017 draft. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe Sean doesn't value bowls like this organization has valued bowls in past in past years. Like, so I could see that being, I could see that being, you know, something that they would look at. Cortland Sutton. I mean, come on. You, if you could get great value for Cortland Sutton, if you get a second rounder for Cortland Sutton, would you trade him? Oh, if I could get a second rounder for Cortland Sutton? Yeah. Done. You're not going to get a second rounder for Cortland Sutton. Well, I'm just saying. And, and we're getting to that part of the year now with looking ahead to the draft mm-hmm. and everything like that. 
you're going to hear a lot of trade proposals where it basically is, if I pile my trash up high enough, maybe right. somebody will take it. Yes. And I'm not calling Cortland Sutton trash, but that's 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 where I'm going at. Is that if you, you say I just did? Well, no, I didn't because yeah. now you're saying, well, you know, if I take Cortland Sutton and KJ Hamler, right. you know, and Albert Okuwebunam, I can put them together and get a, a high second round pick. That's basically you're right. taking NFL players who could be good players, but you're basically mm-hmm. saying if I pile my trash up high enough, somebody's going to take it. Jerry Judy is formulating a text right now. <laughs> To rip on you. <laughs> Call my guys trash. No, you're right, though. I mean, if you, you know, if you throw it out there. Right. But I think, I think right now, this is not about, this is not about me valuing picks. This is, is, is more about me going, okay, what's best moving into the future? Money wise, draft wise, like what is what is best? Hey, all you got to do is look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, you want to look at they had six rookies playing defense, especially when they've gotten a nickel situation. They had six rookies playing on the defensive side of the ball. You want to talk about taking advantage of the draft? And I mean, to manage a quarterback that's got a big contract, you know what you need. You need draft play, drafted players to step up and play well early. Coming up, I want to run this by you. Okay? Instead of looking for a quick exit strategy when it comes to Russell Wilson, how about the idea of making even more of a commitment to him? Run that theory by you next. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. Involving Russell Wilson, instead of looking for an exit strategy, make more of a commitment to Russ. Hear me out. Okay. You and I both agree the Broncos should not be looking to trade whatever decent players they have for the unknown that is more draft picks just because they feel sad that they only have six picks for the draft, correct? Um, yeah, yeah. Unless you, and again, there's there's always exceptions to the rule. If you can get if you can get a like a blow you away offer, yeah. If you can, but get what's a the great, likelihood you're going to get a blow you away offer with the, the players the Broncos have? Correct, not, almost zero. Okay, then. So you're probably better off unless you're just signaling to everybody that you're in a obvious rebuild, right? Then you're probably better off holding on to these players. And I don't think Sean Payton, if you look at his history in New Orleans, I don't know. Sean just doesn't strike me as a guy who's just like, hey, let's just uh, hunker down and just sit back and mm-hmm. let's just go on a long rebuild. Okay. Am I characterizing him right? Uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Okay, so hear me out. Okay. The Broncos right now, and remember, the salary cap is going up this year. But as of right now, with the new salary cap numbers in place, the Broncos have the 15th most salary cap money to spend. Okay. 15th most. They could easily get more money to play with by restructuring contracts. Okay. 
The thing about restructuring a contract is you pay more money up front, you spread out the cap hit longer. Correct. You could do that with a number of these players. Mm-hmm. With the idea that, okay, we only have a handful of draft picks. We're not going to improve greatly through right. the draft, but we can do it through free agency. And Sean Payton, knowing this league, can point to guys that he specifically believes would really thrive here with him. The way to do that, though, is to accumulate more cap space. One of the ways to accumulate a lot more tac- uh, cap space would be to restructure Russell Wilson. Go to Russ, say, hey, this is a way to bring in more people to help you. But, when does but his- we need you to restructure okay, your contract when- to give us some relief now, right. but we'll make more of a commitment to you long term. When does his his legit contract extension actually take place? I don't think it takes place till next year. No, unfortunately, no, it doesn't. Really? Oh, unfor- so unfortunately, it does not kick in until next year. Next year, yes. Right, so by, Can you right do- now, he doesn't have a huge number. N- no. So you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't do that to this year. You might do that next year. Okay. So next year, now if he rectifies himself and plays exceptionally well, then yes. Hey, I happen to believe Boy, can you restructure a contract that hasn't kicked in yet? I Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the answer. I, I don't know the answer to that either, but I think next year you could probably do that. I don't think you would do it this year. Like, I, I happen to think that Kansas City is going to go to Patrick Mahomes and restructure his deal. He's 27. Why wouldn't you? Give him a bunch of money up front and, re- and reduce the cap hit for the next five years. Yeah. They signed him that 500, that, that what was it, a 10-year, $500 million deal? Hey, let's restructure that deal. Give you more upfront money. Allow your re- brother to make more TikTok videos. <sighs> Jackson. But do you restructure Simmons? Do you restructure Bulls? Do you restructure um, DJ uh, DJ Jones? Do you restructure these players basically right. making a commitment to them but freeing up money right now that you can use yeah. to go out in free agency? It's a great question. It's a great What's your long-term commitment to those guys? How good do you feel those guys are going to be? Here's the beauty of, of Sean Payton right now. And this is the beauty. None of these are his guys. Right. So you can be bad cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hey, you ain't done nothing for me. Mm-hmm. And every guy's on notice. I, I think that's one of the most beautiful things about this, where we sit right now. And and why it was important to get a guy that was certified pre-owned and a guy that's got some, you know, some nuts. Because everybody's on notice. And there is no commitment to, there's not one dude you're committed to on this team. None of these guys are your guys. Latavius Murray might be one of your guys. Doesn't cost you anything. Right. It's easy to have that guy as one of your guys. You know, there may be some rookies that you wanted or some young guys that you wanted come draft time, like 2021 or 2022, 2020, that are here, that you're like, I love that guy coming out. I, I want that guy around. But for the most part, you've got no commitment to Bowles. you got no commitment to Reisner. you got no commitment to to Justin Sim. You don't have any commitment to anybody on this roster. And that, to me, is a really strong position to be in. If you can force Peyton Manning to have to restructure. Mm-hmm. And that was more than just a haircut. 
Yeah. If you can force him to take a major pay cut, <laughs> it's like Dion walking into that room going, hey. Get in the portal. Get in the portal, man. Time to go. Yeah, especially I can just look through his team. And look, I can look through the team and go, you, 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 and you. Get in the portal. I can just look at you and say you're not good. You're not good enough. Right. Based upon, you know, my expertise. Now, some people felt that that was harsh to do at the college level. All right. I don't, I'm not one of them, but right. uh, you can certainly do it at the pro level. Absolutely. Hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm new to this place. I, you're not my guy. I didn't draft you. I didn't I, sign you. None of you guys are my guy. Hit the bricks. Yeah, get out of here, kid. <laughs> but that's the way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. Start creating cap space. Free agency is where it's at. Hold on to the players that you really value. Right. Other than that, you go out and you cut and slash and create as much cap space as you can, and let's go attack free agency. Because you're right. The the idea that you're going to really improve your football team for this year through the draft, yeah. unlikely. You should be able to find a couple diamonds in the row. You should be able to find a starting right tackle in the third round, right? So you get a couple of early third round picks. You should be able to, right? You should be able to find Orlando Franklin in the third round. Yeah. Yeah, they did it in Seattle this year, didn't it? Wasn't, wasn't uh, Abraham Lucas a third round pick out of Washington State who played really well for them? I believe he was. They took a fir- they took a guy in the first round, play left tackle. I think Abraham Lucas was a third rounder out of Washington State to start a right tackle, and he started there all year. Easier said than done. I mean, you've got to have you got to be dialed in, and that guy's got to accept the challenge. He can't, you know, he can't wilt like a flower in the heat, right? But yeah, that can be done. Yeah, I don't think there's any real reason to be fired up for the draft, but I I think as a Broncos fan. You should be fired up for free agency. There's no reason why you can't be a major player in free agency. Stay away from the Randy Gregories of the world. Yeah, that's the thing is, is for the most part, you know how I, that, well, you know how I feel about yeah. free agency. Yeah, but Abraham Lucas was a third rounder. They took they took Charles Cross in the first round to play left tackle. They started two rookie tackles, mm-hmm. and um, they went to the playoffs. But if you're smart about free agency, yeah, and you're not looking to win free agency, hey man, you can you can really improve your football team. Absolutely, uh, yeah. The the cat. Who did we get? DJ. Uh, oh, DJ Jones. DJ Jones, terrific was pickup. Phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Randy Gregory, not so much. Yeah, well, he was hurt. Who would have ever seen that coming? Exactly. Nobody. Shocked us all. Yeah. A lot of times, W. <laughs> right. Tonight it didn't happen. By the way, as you drive around today, and look at that snow coming down right yeah. now here in the tech center. It's beautiful, but it's winter. But just for a moment, close your eyes, be careful. The boys of summer are at it. Rocky oh. spring training starts today. Pitchers and catchers. You know, who's got, you know who showed up early? Iron Man. Iron Man's ready to go. Just trying to Iron take those. I, Big bounce back here. Oh, take those. Take those young players under his chicken wing. Hopefully he doesn't hurt his shoulder doing that. Chris and the kids, baby. Right. Come here, let me give you a hug. Ah, my shoulder. Uh, Ah, shoulder. Collarbone, collarbone, collarbone. Players Club coming up next. 
when your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 